Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. So glad that you joined us today. Today, we're talking about kind of a, just like a harsh truth subject, which is, um, all about we as women, how we need to stop putting the word should on ourselves. I should do this. I should have done this. And also, um, apologizing about every little thing. I'm sorry. I should have, I should have done this. I'm sorry. I should have done that. We apply so much unnecessary shame to ourselves that we don't even realize by using these two phrases should, and I'm sorry. And we want to confront it and help you understand how you can be more conscious of those words and stop putting that shame on yourself so that you can, you know, be more confident in your words and, um, just live a shame-free life basically. Yes. Yes. So it's actually kind of funny because when I first heard this statement, it was from Sid and we were actually doing a podcast episode probably a few weeks ago. And she goes, you know, like stop shooting on yourself. And I had, I was like, what did you say? She was, you know, shooting how like, we shouldn't be always living in this place of like saying all the time, like I should have done this. I should have done that. And I'm chuckling the whole time because that is just not what I heard. And she said, it's like a phrase. And it, now that we've been kind of sitting on this for the past few weeks, we're like, no, we need to talk about this because it is so important. And we've personally have done this, but we've also had friends and family members who've done this. And we're, it's time for us to kind of break down why it's important and why this is actually detrimental to fulfilling the purpose and calling that God has on our life. And the enemy will use it um, against you. So I've definitely done this the majority of my life. Thankfully, up until probably this past year, I didn't see it as a problem until now. And I'm so glad that I've been able to be done with this type of thinking, but every past sin, every mistake I ever made, I replayed in my mind and how I should have done it. And especially, I think this is normal for most Christian women because we find Jesus and our, it's like our eyes are opened and we're like, how could I have ever lived a life like I did, you know? And, but God doesn't call us to be in remembrance of that every single day. He doesn't call us to live in that place over and over and replay all the things that we've done and wishing we would have done something different. Like the part that you did do was repent and it's now washed away. It's forgotten. And we have to remember that because if Jesus does it, why are we still living in it? And so I just remember living in this place of shame and it just, it, it it can be crippling and it does, it does affect every decision you make, the relationships that you stay in, the people that you try and date, it's just so important. And so I definitely feel like once you relieve yourself from this, you, you do, you have like a weight lifted off of your shoulders. And so I definitely feel like I had always caught myself saying like, you know, I should have done this. I should have done that. But I also used to catch myself saying, I, you know, I should do this. I should do that. I should do this. I should do that. And like this word should, it's just, it's, it's honestly a replacement of just either doing it or forgetting it. Like there, it should be 
either one of those. Um, so yeah, Mm, that's good. I like that. Yeah. So I once heard it said, you know, from a marriage, uh, counselor that some friends were seeing actually, um, he said should equals shame. And, Mm. you know, this is so applicable to marriage, to relationships, but also to yourself. Um, if you're in an argument, you know, and this is a different topic, but if you're in an argument with your spouse, your significant other, and you say, well, you should have done that. How do you think they're going to respond? They're going to take that as you putting shame on shame and blame on them. They're going to feel attacked and then they're going to retaliate. Right. (laughs) Which just causes this, this argument, this fight. And, you know, we can see that, uh, manifesting, you know, when that happens in a fight, you know, or whatever with our significant other, but it actually happens when we do it to ourselves too. If I'm sitting here saying I should have done this, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm basically attacking myself and putting shame on myself. And we may not even realize in the moment, like how it's impacting us. But I truly believe that like, every time we say I should have done this, oh, I should have done that. Or, you know, just apologizing for these little things that there's literally no reason to apologize over you're subconsciously putting a little bit of shame into the back of your mind, a little bit of shame into the back of your mind. Now, is there a a time and place to apologize? Absolutely. I have to do that quite often with my husband. (laughs) I have to go up to him and be like, Hey, I was wrong in this. I'm sorry. You know, but I think when we, you know, when we continue to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm like having trouble even coming up with examples right now. I do have one, one example I'll share here in a little bit, but you know, it diminishes that, like what it actually means when you really do have something to apologize for. And so we're kind of talking about two different things here as far as like the should and the I'm sorry, but they all have to do with, with shame, with putting shame on yourself. Yep. Well, and even to add a little point into that with the, I'm sorry, we attach, I'm sorry to also fight backs. If that's the right word, like, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry that it's almost like a, a filler word to that, you know? And so I feel like we're not obviously talking about the times you should say sorry and you shouldn't say sorry. Like we're not going to go too, too far into that, but we're going to, we will discuss the intention of the word sorry and and why it's important to not use it all the time. Because like Sid said, we are, we are called to be, um, to forgive others. And in that, that means we do apologize and we do repent, but there is, um, intention that goes with that. And we definitely throw the word, I'm sorry around way too often to where you're right. It does. It it puts this little piece of shame in our heart that we did something wrong every single time we say it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this really does come with just being very conscious of your words. And this is something I'll be honest that Joe and I, we talk about a lot because we've both, um, you know, as we have grown in our Christian walk, we have really tried to become more and more conscious of our words. We've had these conversations. And I think, you know, if you're someone, I'm just going to be honest, like if you're someone who is not very conscious of your words, you may be thinking, well, what the heck? Why is that a big deal? You know, like that's silly. But I think just as you really start to understand the power that your words have, it's very biblical. You know, the things that we say, we're going to reap those. Um, you reap what you sow with your words, you know, uh, whether that is a little bit of shame in your mind or whatever it is. And so I think just like the more that you become conscious of your words in general, the more that this is going to make sense to you, the more that you start to grasp that concept of your words, do you have creative power? You know, the more that yeah. this will, will seem like a bigger deal to you. 
Right. And just remember, that's the only thing Satan can hear. He can't read your thoughts. So he hears the words that you're saying. And so they are important. Our words are so important. Um, And just also going into this, when you're constantly saying, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, in replacement of an actual conversation of what are you even apologizing for in that moment, big or small, really what you're doing is you're fearing the rejection of them. You're wanting to eliminate them being upset with you. Therefore, you say, I'm sorry, immediately. And this can also just be with those little um, small things throughout the day, you know? And so it's definitely comes from a place of caring too much about what other people think of you or, you know, making sure people aren't mad at you. You just want to use the overuse of I'm sorry because you don't want anyone to have any conflict with you. Yes. And can I just add something really quick to what you just said? Like, I think if you're constantly doing this, like maybe you need to have a little soul search and be like, okay, what's the root of this? Am I someone who feels like they constantly need the validation of other people to assure me, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Like you should be so confident. I just said, should, do you see? Like, that's how awesome it is. I would love for you to be so confident, unshakably confident in yourself and in who you are in Christ that you don't need that validation from other people. You're very aware of your thoughts, of your words, of the things that you do. And so therefore you can be confident in that. You don't have to constantly need that validation from others and walk on eggshells and make sure no one's mad at you. You know, Mm -hmm. there's such freedom in that. Yes. And and yeah, no. and, And remember like God is going to call you to do things that not everyone is going to approve of. And though we are called to be, loving and gracious and merciful, we have to have confidence in what we do and also who we are in Christ. And if we are already instilling those little seeds of shame and doubt and over apologizing for things, one, especially if you did nothing wrong, I mean, that's a whole nother topic, but like, if you did nothing wrong, why, why do we add in? I'm sorry. in between our arguments and conversations that we might have, but even if you did do something, you know, wrong, making sure that when you do say that, I'm sorry, it's like the one and done deal. You know, it's, it's making sure that you're self-reflecting on why you're using I'm sorry and learning from that so that it doesn't become this reoccurring problem where you really are just doing it so that you don't get rejected or that someone you don't get the negative response from someone that you really, um, or that you don't want. And so, yeah, I definitely feel like, um, overusing it in the wrong context, uh, can definitely be detrimental to making sure that you are fulfilling the purpose that God has for you because you will live in a place of people pleasing rather than God pleasing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Really quick, we're about to give you um, a few reasons why you would want to stop saying I'm sorry and putting this shame on yourself. But really quick, I just want to give you a couple examples of like what this would look like in everyday life. Okay, so here's here's example number one. Okay, say that you're in a, a crowded room at work or whatever, and someone bumps into you and you say, I'm sorry. Like how many times have we done that? Like someone yeah. bumps into us or like you know, whatever. And we're like, I'm sorry. Instead of saying, I'm sorry, we can say, excuse me, because why am I sorry that you bumped into me? (laughs) You know? And it's not that there's anything like necessarily wrong with saying that, but it's just everything that we just talked about. You're bringing a little bit of shame. You're, you're diminishing yourself just a little bit. 
Um, another example may be like, okay, say you're headed to lunch with a bunch of girlfriends and you're all supposed to be there at 1230 and you got caught up behind a really bad wreck and you were stuck in traffic for 30 minutes and you got to lunch. Okay. Are you going to walk in and say, I'm so sorry. I was caught in it. Not to say that's a terrible thing, but like use your own discernment in this, like, or are you just going to walk in and say, Hey, oh my gosh, y'all, I got stuck behind this wreck. Like it was like, you know, it took me like 30 minutes to get through. I'm so glad to finally be here. Yeah. You know, because it's not, it's not your fault. Like, why are you apologizing for things that are not our fault? Mm. And so just to like, give it a little bit more depth and give you a little bit of more of a more of more of a more understanding, (laughs) a little bit more understanding. (laughs) Like, okay, so here are four reasons why you want to stop shooting on yourself and stop apologizing for all the little minute things that are not your fault. Okay. So number one is you truly do, I I hate to put it this way, but it's just the truth. You diminish yourself a little bit and you diminish the respect that others have for you a little bit every time you do that. Mm -hmm. Because what it does, if you're always saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it shows a lack of confidence in yourself and your actions. And you want to be a woman of faith who knows who she is and is confident, right? Every woman wants to be confident. And this is just one step towards that. Yeah. And, and you might be asking yourself, well, how does that pertain to like saying, I'm sorry, cause you're late or sorry, because you bump into someone y'all, if you say, I'm sorry for those things so easily over and over and over again, it will start to also bleed into when someone, um, and we're speaking to women here. So let's be even more intentional. Like when a man does something to you and you're like, oh, I'm sorry. And you did nothing. Right. right? And so when we talk about this lack of respect, it also is in those relationships where if you're constantly saying, I'm sorry for someone else's action to you, that respect. And honestly, this is how you create codependency. And we've already talked about that. You can go back to that episode. It creates relationships with narcissistic men um, because they can see who will apologize for everything. Y'all, it gets deep. It gets deep so fast. So yes, yes. no, you just made such a good point. I didn't even think about that. So like, (laughs) and he just pointed so viciously at me through the screen of our zoom. Yes. Mic drop. So, okay. So like me and my husband are very intentional and we are so far from perfect in the way that we argue. There is a way to argue healthily in marriage, by the way, we're far from perfect with it. But one thing that you just made me realize that we do is we're very intentional, intentional about when we apologize and what we apologize for. Mm. and. Therefore, I think that it gives us the opportunity to, oh my gosh, how how do I say what I'm thinking? The one who actually needs to apologize ends up apologizing every time. Because Mm. if I were to just come back and say, well, I'm sorry, just to like reconcile a fight. Or if he were to come to me every time and just say, I'm sorry, just to reconcile it. Well, that's not necessarily the one of us that needed to apologize. And so it puts us in this position where like, when I'm wrong, you know, maybe we get into an argument, whatever, we walk away for a little bit, (laughs) like uh, calm down. But I'm going to know in my heart through the Holy Spirit, if I was in the wrong and I need to apologize and I'm going to go do that. And yeah. same with him. It, 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 it's always like that. I think because of what you were just explaining, Jordan. Yes. Yeah. And it also, it it's the same thing to say when someone's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like it doesn't feel the same, you know, because we're just saying it to say it. And so obviously there is those times where, you know, you were in the wrong, like Sid said, and you're 
you're going to say that with a genuine attitude and a genuine spirit. Therefore it means something. That's really where this comes in. If you're constantly just saying, I'm sorry for every little thing all the time, the person you're constantly saying, I'm sorry to will most likely take advantage of that. I'll just be very honest. Like they'll know that that will be how they can get away with things. Even if they're not meaning to take advantage of it it being your fault. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So number two is it lessens the impact of future apologies. So I kind of just already went into that, but those necessary ones that really do matter because that's how you grow in those relationships, they won't matter as much if you're used to just saying, I'm sorry to every little thing. And kind of like Sid said, it really did kind of impact me just now hearing about like the traffic. I am definitely that girl. That's like, I am so sorry, you know, blah, 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 whatever that might be. And some things were my fault, you know, and then some things aren't. And I'm like, I would say sorry for both, you know, because it's just the kind of Southern thing to do, you know? And so that definitely Southern hospitality. Yeah. But it definitely does matter because I just want to reiterate, it might seem small, but those little seeds will bleed into the bigger, um, the bigger situations that you might go through. Yeah. And I also don't want to like make it super black and white. Like if you're late for something, because there was a wreck, then you better not apologize. Like if you're late 30 minutes late for work, because there was a wreck that might be a little different and you may need to go into your boss and apologize. You know, you know what? Even it technically wasn't your fault, but you've got to yeah. be discerning in those situations through the Holy spirit inside of you. But it might even be more of saying, I'm so sorry that I had to miss that meeting because this wreck yes. that I did not expect to happen, happen. Like there might be a way to like, and y'all we're not perfect in this. This is something that the Lord put on our hearts to share. And he's working through us through this episode, but it might just be reminding ourselves why we're saying sorry. So if you are saying sorry, intellectually telling yourself, I'm saying sorry, because I did miss a really important meeting that probably upset my boss. And I want to make sure he knows that I care about my job, but I'm not sorry that I had no control over this. I didn't. You know, so there definitely is discernment in this. So I'm glad that we brought that up. I typically will like have a conversation with myself about it before I say sorry about something. I love that. You know, and also let's just say this, like there's a difference in this type of sorry and telling someone I'm sorry for something that you're going through. Like, I'm sorry. As in like, it brings me sorrow to hear that you're going through this tough situation. That's completely different. Right. Absolutely. You know, that's a little side note for that. Yeah. Okay. Number three, reason number three would be, this sounds harsh y'all, but I'm just going to say it. It annoys people. Okay. I like that sounds so harsh, but it's the harsh truth because we've all been around that person. Who's always saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, like, don't be mad at me. I'm sorry that it does get irritating. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason that it irritates people is because you feel like you have to assure them that it's okay. If someone's constantly saying, I'm sorry, girl, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Like you're fine. You know? And so I think that honestly, just, it can get irritating. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't ever feel. And I think where that irritable comes from is it doesn't ever feel good to be around someone who isn't sure of themselves and who will always yeah. try to act like you or try to be everyone else in the group. And so I think what happens, cause I've had friends like that, where all of a sudden they like only the things I like, or all of a sudden they said something they liked. And I said, mm, and they're like, Oh no, you're right. You know, or they just immediately conform to anything that I think. And that uh, it allows the other person to think, do they, what are their opinions? Who are they as they a know person? Who they are. Yeah. They don't know who they are. And so that's where that annoyance comes from because 
I personally, I'll speak for myself. I love being around people who have different viewpoints from me because it allows me to see their perspective. And I think that's so important. Me and you. I mean, we have a lot of viewpoints that are the same, but we also bring different viewpoints. Oh, and I think that God uses that in this ministry for sure. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. Number four is it can lower your self-esteem. Um, each time you apologize, it's, it is sending that tiny signal of shame. I did something wrong. You know, I could have done this better. And it immediately has you over obsessing over something. Now, one that probably wasn't your fault and something you can't even change. So it definitely, it, it definitely lowers your self-esteem every time that you do this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in the reverse, you can actually grow your self-esteem by not doing this, by not putting yourself down, you know, and if you struggle with this and you just like, you just want to say, I'm sorry, so bad, or you want to, you know, mm-hmm. should on yourself so bad, just be like, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for me. You took away all my sins and I'm clean because of you. Like, just yeah. give it over to him. Thank you, Jesus. When I just thought about this, yes. And I just thought about this if I, cause now I'll be super aware of it now that I'm I'm teaching on this, but let's say I did go to the, I'm going to use your restaurant example. Like, let's say I do go to the restaurant and I show up. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I was late. I'm immediately going to know I said that. And I feel like I'm going to be like, wait, well, I'm not sorry. I'm late. I'm sorry that there was a wreck. And I hope that, okay. you know, re kind of, like I said, as long as correct yourself real time. Yes. Like get, get in the habit of correcting yourself because then you're teaching your brain. We don't say these things, you know, you're teaching yourself. Like we don't say these things we say. And like, like I said, there's, this isn't as huge of a deal as it might seem, but in those moments, you are going to start preparing yourself for when you are in a situation where maybe someone is being narcissistic to you or trying to gaslight you. And instead of being that immediate response of, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You're going to say, I'm actually going to listen to everything they have to say. And then I'm going to say something back that is going to be of character, of course, but making sure that you're standing strong in who you are in Christ, rather than just making sure you please the person, whoever is upset constantly. Yeah. So, okay. So we did want to go into how to stop shaming yourself and how to apologize. Y'all, I still cannot say shooting on yourself, how to stop shooting on yourself and apologize for every little thing. Um, and this number one is ask the Lord to help you to be more self-aware. So the same thing, like Sid just said, is just going in there and, or going in and saying, okay, Lord, help me with this. How can you um, not, what? Just asking the Lord to keep you aware of when, I just literally asked God how he could do something. <laughs> God, how can you help me? Y'all right. He's like, oh, child. <laughs> no, ask God to keep you aware and keep you um, alert when you are doing this and he'll be the one that can help you the most. Absolutely. So the next way we would say is to ask God, secondly, to help you be more confident in your words and actions. And honestly, a lot of this, I feel like comes with maturity and age. A lot of this comes with maturity, spiritually reading your Bible, being with the Lord. The more that you do those things, the more that you'll learn who you are and what you like, you don't like what you're sorry for, what you're not sorry for all the things, but just ask him to help you period. Number three is knowing what you need to be sorry for and what you don't need to be sorry for. And this is really important because like I said, when you get into these situations where you know you did nothing wrong, but you're apologizing, 
that diminishes that self-respect that you have for yourself. And so you should never be apologizing one ever for things that you really believe in, because that makes it seem like you're in the wrong for believing in them. So just knowing what you should be sorry for versus what you shouldn't be sorry for is definitely important. The fourth way is to flip the script. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, you know, we already talked about this. You know, if someone were to bump into you, say, excuse me, or here, let me get out of your way. Not in a smart alecky way, but like, oh, here, let me move that, you know, let me move that for you. And then the fifth way is to get comfortable with saying no without feeling bad about it and without apologizing about it. You know, if you don't want to do something or you can't do something and you're responding in a text, letting them know that, no, I can't make it. There's no need to say, I'm sorry. Mm. There is no need unless you have done truly done something wrong, Mm. (laughs) unless you jacked up the, you know, plans and flip flopped your schedule all around, you know, whatever it is, like, just get comfortable with saying, no, I'm not going to make it. And also like, this just goes along with a whole nother topic, but like not feeling like you always have to explain yourself. You don't have to explain, you don't have to apologize. And maybe if it's like your husband or your mom or your best friend, you want to go into detail or say like, even if you want to say, I'm sorry that I have to miss it. I'm sorry. I have to miss that. As in like, I'm sad that I have to miss it, but not I'm sorry that I can't. Okay. Like that's now putting you in a position where you've done quote unquote, you've done something wrong if you're apologizing for it, but you haven't. Yeah. Mm. So save those. I'm sorry. Bottom line is save those. I'm sorry for when they're truly necessary. Yep. That's good. So we're going to go into our soul scriptures. We have three of them for you guys. Our first one is Micah seven nineteen, And it says, you will again, have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. And so with this one, it just reminds us, I mean, when you think of the depths of the sea, if you lose anything in the depths of the sea, you're not going to find it. It's gone forever. And that just reminds us that whatever sin that you're still thinking about or feeling like you should have changed or should have done better, God's literally already forgotten it. It's already been thrown away into the depths of the sea. And so that is also what he's calling us to do with our, with our sins that we've already repented for. Romans 10, 11 says, as scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. So like we've already said, should equal shame in our minds. And we see here that shame is not of the Lord. Yep. Our third one is Isaiah 118. It says, come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. And just as a reminder, crimson or scarlet is bright red and permanent. Snow and wool is pure and bright. And back then, just as a uh, little fun fact, when they had wool that wasn't as bright, they would wash it in strong soap. So this made sense to them when the, when, you know, God's saying your sins are now white as snow or like wool. They knew that wool was white and bright and that they washed them uh, to make it even more pure and, and whiter. And so this was a good analogy for them to understand, but it's just a reminder that our sins are not permanently attached to us forever. And that when we do repent those because of Jesus, we now get to have our sins completely washed white as snow. So our sole assignment for you today is to determine which of the five things that we mentioned above that you could ask God to help you work on 
determine that and then pray over it. And so just a reminder, those five things that we mentioned, um, the ways that you can stop shooting on yourself and apologizing for every little thing is asking God to help you be more self-aware. So think, do I need to do that? Number two, do I need to ask him to help me be more confident in my words and actions? Number three, do you need to ask him to help you know what you, what you need to be sorry for and what you don't need to be sorry for? Do you need him to help you flip the script? You know, instead of saying, I'm sorry, maybe wording, wording things differently. And number five, do you need to get comfortable with saying no and not feeling guilty about it? Not having to explain yourself, not having to apologize. So just determine, you know, even go back and and rewind and replay this if you need to, but go back and just like determine which of these, you know, do I struggle with? Which of these do I need the Lord's help with? And just pray over that. Yeah, that's so good. All right, Sid, do you want to pray us out? Sure. Dear Lord, um, thank you so much for this podcast and the opportunity to speak to women through it. We love having this opportunity and we thank you for just speaking through us today. And we pray that you get all the glory from this. not us, not anyone else, all you, Lord. And I pray that you do help the woman who has been listening to this to um, stop shaming herself, to stop apologizing all the time, to stop feeling bad um, and guilty about things, Lord, because I thank you that by the blood of Jesus, we've been washed clean of all that sh- all that sin and shame. We have been cleansed by the blood of Christ, Lord. And I just, I thank you, Lord, that even though we were such sinners and we in this earth, we chose to go our own way. We chose to walk away from you, Lord. And and we chose, you know, our way is better. You did not forsake us, Lord. You did not keep the wrath of God from coming upon us. You sent Jesus to die for us, Lord, to be our sin on the cross. You nailed our sin to the cross so that we could live in righteousness, Lord. And I thank you that that means that every sin that we commit, even the sins that we're going to commit today that we don't even know we're going to commit yet. They've already been forgiven. They've already been cast into the sea, like Jordan said. And as I'm sitting here looking at the lake in my backyard, I'm imagining throwing my sin out into that lake. I would never be able to find it just in that lake, Lord. And so I pray that um, you just remind us, Lord, that our sin is like that and that it is cast as far as the east is from the west. And, um, And yeah, just help us even in those little moments of um, you know, the typical I'm sorry's and things that you just help us to be conscious of our words, um, and use them only for benefit, Lord, only for good in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. If you haven't heard yet, we have an exclusive membership where you can come and dig deeper into the Bible and take your faith to the next level. We have weekly soul sessions where we connect each week and learn about what the Bible teaches us and how to apply it to our lives. If you are ready to transform from lukewarm Christian status into a consistent, confident faith that is laced with boldness, go to thesoulsociety.co to learn more. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. You can also catch us at atwithinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.